It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzy Stevens. Wanted. Five men weight in the range of 300 to 350, 360 pounds, height of 6'1 to 6'6, 6'7, must be strong, nimble, agile, able to move laterally with quickness, adapt to intense sports terminology and be willing to throw themselves in front of other large, strong, nimble, athletic men on a moment's notice time and time and time again. Job pays well. Position begins immediately. These are the signs, Andy, you will see posted all around Gillette Stadium throughout Foxborough, Franklin, Norton, and the surrounding greater New England Patriots Gillette Stadium community today, Thursday, September 14th, 2023, because the offensive line is no longer just a bum fight or a hobo rumble. It is now officially a not an O-line. It is a woe line. The New England Patriots are in trouble. That's right. As of Wednesday, the 13th, Listed on the Patriots injury report, the injury report we were also curious to see because we thought Juju Smith-Schuster might finally show up on it, and I still think he's nursing something, but we'll get to that a different day. Uh, actually, we've previously addressed it. We'll still discuss it longer because I don't think they're necessarily telling the truth. However, on Wednesday's injury report, did not participate. Offensive tackle, Trent Brown, concussion. Offensive lineman, City So, concussion. By the way, he's a rookie backup who was forced into starting last week because he had to fill in for limited participant Mike Onwenu, listed as limited participant with an ankle. Center David Andrews already has a hamstring. And guard Cole Strange, who was forced into, uh, was was a scratch because Antonio Maffi had to play in his place last week. He is still managing his knee. So at this point right now, the entirety of your starting line basically is injured. Calvin Anderson still nursing his way back from his injury, uh, his illness rather over the summer. He's only but two weeks removed from the NFI list. Um, 
Tyrone Wheatley Jr., Vidarian Lowe, <laughs> Cody Russi, Jake Andrews. Get to know these names and get to know Mac Jones on the run. What the hell, Andy What's Hart? What's worse than worst case scenario? Um, <laughs> just say it. I don't know what you want to say, but just say it. Because <laughs> I can't because I'll get fired, but I was this close. Anyway, because I think a lot of us thought last week when <laughs> we got the inactives and, oh, no Cole Strange. Oh, no Mike Onwenu. Oh, we're going to start. But I thought his I thought his ankle was better. Wait, he had a month to get over that. I was knee. told what it happened? was worst case scenario when you had to start City So, uh, Antonio Maffi, and Calvin Anderson off of no reps. That that was the worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. Well, this is um, and one, I guess. Worst case and one. You know how you do infinity plus one. This is worst case and one mm -hmm. because you know remember a couple of years ago when that wide receiver was hanging out under the Route One overpass by Gillette Stadium with a sign that said like you know wide receiver will work for food want just give me a shot if he were out there today yeah. and he were an offensive lineman I literally think Bill would stop and say get in we'll see what you got kid come on over um, come on come you know Lael Collins is out there now released by the Bengals and people are like hey should the Patriots kick the tires yes he plays offensive line he's actually had some <laughs> success in the national football league he's banged up don't care we'll see what he can get because this is a poor adrian clem your first year on the job with high expectations everybody knows oh they they're paying mm -hmm. him more than a million dollars and it didn't work last year but now they have somebody who played for dante scarnecchia who's coached in the nfl and i mean the chicken salad he's being asked to make with I have no idea what he's being asked. You're supposed to get chicken meat, not chicken poop. And right now he's got chicken poop. See, I said poop. I cleaned it up. Yeah, I, I know you did. I mean, I was thinking that they were actually just not only giving you chicken crap, but they're actually raking the floor yeah. of the hen house, which may have feathers, leftover feed, fox fur, depending on what's happened there recently. Like, it just, it just disgusting. Uh, I mean, right now, there's a very good chance you could be looking at a starting offensive line Sunday night. Like Trent Brown and City So should not play Sunday. The, the way that the, the concussion protocol is working now and the excess precaution that the NFL is taking with teams anytime somebody gets their bell rung, uh, especially when you're playing the team that has the quarterback for which the excessive concussion protocol has been deemed necessary on the other side. On Sunday night football. Yeah, you can pretty on much. game that everybody On watches. Sunday night football. Every player, every With coach, a giant every national audience. Every lawyer, yes. every NFL PA executive, every single person who could possibly have a say in anything will be watching on Sunday night. Also, Correct. the interesting aspect here, and I, I don't know what to make of it. Um, I know. Well, we're laughing now. We're not going to be laughing no, Sunday night. I wouldn't night. be laughing if I were Mac Jones. Because, you know, I know he talked yesterday about his toughness and his ability to take hits and like, yeah, that's going to be tested. Good luck with that. Um, yeah, but Billy O'Brien can scheme a quick passing game and protect Mac Jones. Is Wes Welker playing? Is Julian <laughs> yeah. Edelman playing? Uh, oh, actually, uh, Juju. Uh, but, but what about Juju? He works the middle of the field. Oh, he only played 51% of well, the snaps. And speaking week. of snaps, I do find it interesting. And this is something I think to... I guess monitor. I don't know what I'm, why I'm bringing it up necessarily, but I do find it interesting. So last week, in the worst case mm -hmm. scenario, all mm -hmm. five offensive linemen who started played 100% of the snaps, including mm -hmm. two offensive linemen who are concussed. Like, 
when did these concussions take place? Were these repetitive? Did they not feel anything during the game? Did they, I, I find that in the, and you mentioned it, the spotlight is on head injuries uh-huh. more than ever. I do think it's yes. at the very least curious. You have two offensive linemen who are out of practice three days later with a concussion who played every single snap on Sunday. And I think, you know, that's another issue where the NFL will say like, how does this happen? And maybe how do we, I find it hard to believe there was no indication on any level that they were concussed before they played the 100th snap, the 100% of the snaps, and then they're out. So, mm-hmm. Where were the spotters? Well, like, I know it's did, hard did to they... spot a O-line concussion because sometimes it's... Because they're just moving like yeah. this the whole time anyway versus like, it's not Devontae Parker stumbling to get on his feet with Nelson Aguilar whistling for a timeout right. in Arizona. Guys this is a different set of circumstances. And potentially hitting helmets with the defensive lineman on the other side of the ball or a linebacker who's blitzing like there's just I don't necessarily I'm not I'm not pointing a finger at anybody saying oh you should have seen this you should have gotten this trainers spotters anybody I just do think it's interesting and I mean we have had in modern years guys sort of raise their hand and be like I need to get looked at I do not feel quite right after mm-hmm. that play or after that drive maybe the maybe the symptoms set in uh Monday oh, or possible. Tuesday yeah. who knows maybe no, no, no. I'm not. Again, you know, and I'm then not they like questioning. Yeah. Um, no, no. These are relevant questions. You're not questioning the no. staff or the protocol. This it's is a just problem with these the are game. just relevant questions game, to ask. Basically, it's a problem with the game that this can happen. That you didn't have a concussion yes. Sunday and you now, did on Monday. If we were sitting right now in a circle of the Mike Comptons, Joe Andrewsies, et cetera, uh, Copens and Matt Lights, they would tell you right now twenty five. 30 years ago in the NFL, this would have been a case of, oh, your head hurts. All right. Yeah, good. So does mine from having to listen to you whine so much. Now get out there, get your ass out there. That's exact. It's exactly what it would have been. Whereas now there's excessive precaution. Uh, If they clear the, if they clear protocol, I don't even know if I feel good about that. Like if they're complaining of headaches, if they've got any sort of post-concussion trauma or symptoms right now, stay out. Like this is your, this is your mental well-being. Like this is, this is your health at stake. Now, uh, it's difficult to prepare for three, if not four offensive linemen being out and having a starting line of all reserves, backups, and new dudes. Um, David Andrews, if I had to guess, will give it a go. Antonio Maffi could potentially be playing his second game. You could be looking at a line of David Andrews, Antonio Maffi, Calvin Anderson. Uh, yeah, Cody Russi might have to get the call up from the practice squad. And then either Vidarian Lowe or Tyrone Wheatley or Jr. against the Miami Dolphins. Now, if this was against last week's Eagles line, I would say they're triple porked, screwed blue and tattooed. Ha! However, I mean, the Dolphins have a good line that's not the same as the Eagles, but, I mean, what... Now go out, potentially out the door, Andy, goes the ability to dominate on the ground like you and I had been hoping for or predicting because the Chargers had 240 yards rushing last week. Well, they had a starting healthy offensive line. If you've got five guys that have never played together, and we all know continuity is the key, having five guys working reps together time and again on the line, I don't know what kind of synchronicity the Patriots offense will be able to operate in uh, from the passing game to the running game at all Sunday night. you have to try to run the football, regardless of who's out there. Not only did the Dolphins struggle giving up 5.9 yards per carry against the Chargers, but in the circumstances, I mean, the old school, you ask any player, coach, it's easier, it's better to fire out, run the ball. Young offensive lineman, old offensive lineman, worked with the guy next to you or didn't work with the guy next to you. The problem is, 
if you have any sort of game like you mm-hmm. had last week where you're struggling to get the ground game going early with Ramondre Stevenson against an explosive offense, it's great to say run the ball until you're down 7 nothing, and then you're down 10 nothing, and all of a sudden you feel like you're, you're chasing. And, you know, no one ever lost because they punted. Well, if you punt four times and the other team scores all four times, you lost because you punted. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can literally lose because you punt every time you have the ball. So this is where, and I do say that this doesn't just fall on, let's say, Tyrone Wheatley. Yeah, I I expect you to get out there, play whatever, low. This is on Mac Jones. This is on Adrian Clem. This is on uh, Bill O'Brien. There is going to be uh, a significant aspect of game planning around your offensive linemen and their skills and their comfort level whatever it may you're not going to have a full playbook on e- in either direction i mean even if low let's just nope. say low and wheatley play and they play well they're ready capable they've been here what 10 days yeah, but, but, 12 days i mean how long they yeah they've been yeah, here like, for two weeks two weeks I mean, they can't they can't possibly be totally ready to go the one thing i will say maybe there's a a stroke of um positivity that you kind of been doing this all summer and all off season rolling with who you got that day, putting five guys out there and, and playing with it. If you're Adrian Clem and Mac Jones in the offense, you've kind of in some ways been prepared for this because, I don't know, some people told you in March and April that the offensive line was going to be a house of cards, and now it's, as I said yesterday, dilapidated house of cards. It's less than a house. I need it to upgrade. I need it to be renovated to get up to house of cards status. But maybe that benefits you. Like the other, ni- the other night, Andy, I was cleaning the uh, outdoor fire pit and uh, – I had a, I had a uh, like a Trader Joe's uh, paper bag of ashes, and then there was a quick flash rain, and I forgot to bring it in. And what I went out to find the next morning was this sad, sopping wet bag that I couldn't even like shovel under, let alone pick up anymore. And that now I just got sopping wet ashes. Now I've got wet brown paper to deal with. That is currently the state of the New England Patriots. You know what that's called line. a mess. What? <laughs> Very simply, that's called a mess. <laughs> It is a it is a blank show. It is a mess. Uh, I think a lot of people can relate to it. And when you, well, Sunday, I forgot about this too. I was thinking last week we spent so much time focusing on like the vaunted pass rush of the Philadelphia Eagles. And upon review of a lot of the tape, watching Baldy's breakdown, some some Philly beat writers and Patriots people as well, the Eagles did a damn good job of getting after the quarterback. It wasn't quite as effective as it was last season, but they were they got in max business, especially late. Oh, yeah. often and when they did it was yeah, no, ferocious they, sunday last week was only a positive in light of the circumstances if you went out there and had a traditional starting line and didn't have two rookie guards and a guy coming off nfi playing that performance would have been looked at very mm-hmm. differently you couldn't run the ball and mac was under pressure when it mattered mac was under pressure a lot of the game and just got rid of the ball didn't get hit but like jalen carter i think led Correct. the nfl in pressures in week one their rookie defensive tackle um a so, rookie, yeah, he's going to be a problem. You, you luckily, he's not your problem anymore, unless you go to the Super Bowl, and I don't think that'll no. be a problem. I'm, I'm not. Like I said, he's not going to be our problem for a while. But you get ready for Christian Wilkins. We know he has a hair across his ass for the Patriots. He's also looking for a contract. Yep, he's powerful and quick. Raquan Davis, Emmanuel Ogba, Jalen Phillips, who I loved coming out of the draft and is slowly turning into Jason Taylor 2.0. Bradley Chubb. Oh man. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, oh, and it's, uh, I forgot, it's, uh, well, maybe we'll get to this on six rings too. It's a revenge game for old pal, Jake Bailey. Yes, although I forgot he's about on the field. I feel good because that means you stop Tyreek Hill and Tua. 
I'll be happy to, I'll actually be very happy to see him as well. Uh, shout out, by the way, Bryce Barringer, hell of a, hell of a debut last get, week. Get used to shouting um, him out. One too. of his punk, one of, <laughs> one of <laughs> probably going to see a lot of him as well. It's the Barringer versus Bailey, B versus B showdown on Sunday night football. Yeah, one of his punts traveled 75 yards in the air. Damn. Um, he's going to be probably you, a rings, key to the I know victory. we like to pat ourselves on the back, but six rings killing it. Some of us told you the first time they ever saw that guy boot a ball that it was like, uh, that's different. That's not the same old average punter. That does different things when it leaves that foot. And the mm-hmm. offensive line, huh? Mm-hmm. Look at us taking a victory lap. Yeah, somebody was ringing the bell. We don't need just like there with the, laps. Their little we just cloak. take victory laps. Just walking to grandma's house, just being like, hi, everybody. Um, the offensive line is a big problem. Can anyone? Nope, nobody listened. And now here we are. It's We're beyond. Yeah, I know. Is this thing on? It, we're beyond the point of now just like saying uh, they should have addressed this. This We knew this was going to be an issue. Like, here we are. We are where we are. It is what it is. Um, and all of your other truths. I don't know how they're going to be able to put together a healthy line. And and if anyone gets dinged up on you, – you have to expect Brown and so at this point now to probably be out. I don't know if Awenu uh, and Strange are going to be able to go. Thursday's injury report – this may be the most looked-at injury report since the days of Tom Brady and the Patriots. Really. I mean, I can't believe we're begging to see full participant from Awenu or Strange. Like, this is – Wild. I, like I said, David Andrews will go. If one of his arms is hanging off and he's missing a foot, he'll still try to give it a go. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he is out there. Man, this is going to be an issue, Hart. Um, it bears monitoring. We will get to it later today on Six Rings. Uh, yes, that's... <laughs> Coop puts up a photo of one of the miniature uh, Mexican extraterrestrials that was as was seen uh, from the governmental conference on Wednesday as well. It's Matthew ET, Jensen right? writes, I mean, can we all agree that face is ET? It's literally ET. A thousand percent. I mean, if you're going to pretend you have an alien, don't somebody make, was, somebody don't was make it look like ET. No, ET was, there's no way ET was real. Like, they didn't make the movie ET based on science. I do not believe. I will not believe that going back to the 80s. Someone Either got that Andy. or, yeah, well, they got briefed 40 years ago when they made ET because that's ET. That's a dead ET lying in that box. I know. It's a- <laughs> Son B. Yes. <laughs> uh, Dead ET is a tough one to punch out on on a weekly <laughs> daily sports podcast. But here we are dealing with a bad offensive line and dead Mexican ETs. All right. For Hart, for Coop, for Fitzy, this has been Breaking Boston Thursday, September 14th. Tune in later today. WEI has a double Red Sox broadcast after the rain delay the night before. We will be coming at you with our Dolphins Patriots preview, our FanDuel Sportsbook Bet of the Week. And, of course, we'll go behind enemy lines with Jake Mendel, the host of our sister pod, another Dolphins podcast in the Odyssey Network. Have a great day, everybody. Uh, Take care of yourselves. Rate, review, subscribe, and share when you get a chance. And if you happen to be a uh, larger Husky person that moves well and isn't afraid of contact, uh, get thee to Gillette Stadium stat.